Our first reading is Psalm 86, verses 1 to 10. Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. Among the gods there is none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvellous deeds. You alone are God. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. And we are reading Luke 11, verses 1 to 13. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I've nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is a friend, yet, because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, as we turn to your word, we ask that you would open our eyes once again and set our hearts on fire with love for you because what we hear has affected our hearts and minds. Amen. Do please sit down. As I say, uh, today we're looking at, um, we're in that period 
designated by the Church of England and the Archbishop in particular, across the Anglican Communion worldwide uh, that we are spending ten days praying. Specifically, that phrase, thy kingdom come. So what is prayer and what is kingdom? What is the kingdom of God? Because every time we've just read uh, the Lord's Prayer and we say, and it's in verse uh, 2, your kingdom come. We'll say it together uh, during this service, your kingdom come. We say it often, but what does it actually mean In our own uh, context, kingdom is uh, usually a place. We live in the United Kingdom. It has a queen at the moment, but uh, certainly in biblical times it would have been a king. A king, someone with authority, setting the standards and rules uh, by which uh, the people should live. Uh, and throughout the Bible, that is, that is seen as the context within the Old Testament. Uh, the people of the covenant have their king who is God and to whom they uh, defer all, um, all the time and all of their opinions and views and, and so on. And Jesus then develops that in the New Testament. Uh, and he often speaks about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven Uh, And with the presence of Jesus, you sense this kingdom being ushered in. There's commentary on the future installation of the kingdom of God, the immediate future, the future future, but also with Jesus, dramatically, he actually says the kingdom is now. The kingdom is with us. And so it is really the presence of, of God with us. That is the kingdom of God. And so when we pray, thy kingdom come, we are ourselves ushering in the presence of God into our own lives, into the life of our church, into the life of our village, into the life of our country, that the kingdom of God would be known. And as individuals, we express the kingdom of God, because we are the kingdom of God. We are the expression of God on earth at this time. So wherever we go, we proclaim Christ with us. And so we should seek his presence with us. And this is where we get to prayer, because we seek the presence of God with us and the blessing of God and his kingdom on other people. Think about your family for a moment. You may not want to think about your family for a moment, but let's, let's try it. Uh, and you sit around the, the dinner table and you have a conversation. Now that conversation can have many different forms. It can sometimes possibly be a little heated. Positive criticism even. It could just be a really open discussion. It could be lots of laughter. It could be silence but it's all conversation and communion with each other we we don't even i've just spent a week away with with marion uh, and we love walking across the uh, the coastlands of devon uh, and the coastal path you're always one behind another which is not great for conversation um 
but we will have a conversation. Marion says a lot more than I do, as always. But then there will be periods of complete silence. And she knows what I'm thinking. And she's no, I know what she's thinking. And very often we'll say, at almost at the same time, do you think we could stop at Garrett Rock when we get there and just have that coffee? <laughs> and because we know that we're on the same wavelength. And that is what it is with God and prayer. It's a conversation in which we speak, but we also listen. When we were down there, we went to the, uh, the church, actually, in Salkham, uh, and they had a Taze service, which was just delightful. Um, and I'll read you some of it uh, later. But Brother Roger of Taze, he calls prayer surrendering ourselves in communion with God. Surrendering ourselves in communion with God. I think putting that in a different language, Pete Gregg's language, it's being real. Just being real with God. And turning to our passage, what I find remarkable about this, um, and it's it's in verse 1, Jesus has been praying, and then one of his disciples says to him, Lord, teach us to pray. There's an interesting word missing in that sentence for me, and it's the word how. It doesn't actually say, Lord, teach us how to pray. It just says, teach us to pray. Because the disciples could see in Jesus a relationship, a communion, an expression of love and conversation which they didn't have. And they wanted to know how to do the same thing. And then Jesus turns it round, and actually his answer, of course, as always, is much bigger uh, and bolder than, uh, than the question sort of almost deserves. And he tells them three things. He tells them the content of prayer, the means of prayer, and uh, the faithfulness of the one to whom we pray. And he starts off by reciting uh, a, a version of the Lord's Prayer. It's not the same as the one in Matthew, Uh, There are some, it's slightly shorter for one thing, which perhaps should say to us, don't get hung up about the precise words that we use, but be real. Um, And also perhaps keep it short, keep it simple. But he starts by, and I'll just do this very, very quickly, uh, because I want to go on to the other two bits, really. But in that Lord's Prayer, he starts by addressing his Father. First of all, he gives honour to God, his Father. This isn't just going to be a list of wants. This is, first of all, let me honour who I'm talking to and address you properly. So then it's an acknowledgement that we want God to be honoured everywhere, within ourselves and within others, all the way through our world. And we want the expression of God to be with us as his kingdom comes as step by step that kingdom faith grows among the people. So we need that expression of God to be within us. And we want to be fed by him. And what I find interesting there is that it's a daily feeding. This isn't feed me and then I'll go off and do my own thing for the next week. This is I need your food every single day. Don't store it up. It's like the, um, the people in the desert with Moses. They had to collect manna just for that day. 
because it would go off. And it's that same sort of context that we need to be fed daily by God so that it doesn't go stale and acknowledgement that he will feed us whatever we need, whenever we need it. And then we seek his forgiveness in the acknowledgement that we are indeed fallen sinners. And in the same way that we accept that others are flawed, just like we are, and they need our love. And so we ask that we're led away from things which might entrap us. So it starts with praise. We then seek God's will. We turn to confession And then we go into that great word, supplication. We ask for the needs of other people. It's a beautiful, flowing movement of prayer. But it is a real conversation. Then we have these two stories that Jesus uh, refers to. The first one in verse 5. And suppose one of you has a friend who just appears unannounced and you've got nothing in the fridge so you think you go around to your next door neighbour and you'll knock them up but then you notice it's midnight and they'll be in bed not to worry your friend is in need and you know that your next door neighbour they're going to be fine with it but of course in those days the, the cattle and the animals and everything else was on the ground floor of the house and you all lived as a family in one room on the top floor So if you wake one person in that house, you've woken them all. So this is a real risk this person is taking. But Jesus wants us to be real. And he wants us to acknowledge that we have a need. And so to go to the next door neighbour, or to God in this, uh, obviously, the illustration, uh, and to ask... In simple terms, this is what I need. And then with persistence, I'm not giving up because my friend needs help. Yet so often we structure our prayers to be terribly articulate. The Holy Spirit prays in grunts and groans that words do not understand. But God does. So let's be simple, let's be real. He then goes on to say that even a flawed human father will try and give good gifts to their child. So if you ask of the Heavenly Father, surely we should imagine so much greater, so much more, because he is so much better. And this is hard, isn't it? Because all of us, I'm sure, have prayed for people and our prayers to our own mind, have not been answered. I have a son who is a long way away. He lives in America, as you know. And he's a long way from God as well. And that grieves me. And I pray for him. And my prayer somehow brings me closer to him. Because it also brings me closer to God. And he knows that we pray for him. He knows that we love him. He knows what we want for him. And actually he knows what God wants for him. But I can't change that. He has to do it for himself. 
So, I keep bringing that to God, and I know Marion does, even more than I do. But we have to leave it just where we've taken it, at the feet of our Saviour. And there will be many things, many people that are ill, and we wish them well. And we pray for them, and many will recover, many will not. And that hurts. It really hurts. But God wants us to be simple. He wants us to be real. And he wants us to keep asking. Because he wants to know what's on our heart. And that's what a conversation is all about, isn't it? Sharing with one another so that we may know what's on each other's heart and mind. I have to accept, however sadly and however impatiently, that God's ways are not my ways. And sometimes I don't understand them. But I do know that he's knocking at the door of my son. And whenever my son responds and says, do you want to come in? God will be there. And he will go in and eat with him. So Jesus says, ask, seek, and find. The gift that he most wants to give is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the mind of God. It's the presence of God with us. So if we want the kingdom of God, we need the Holy Spirit of God. And we need that day by day. We need to seek the power of the Spirit on a frequent basis. We can't store up the Spirit and expect to keep going and going in our own strength. We need to welcome the Holy Spirit into our life. If we store it up, it means the kingdom dims or grows dim within us. We need the Holy Spirit throughout the day, throughout our lives. And that's why we have the opportunity this morning uh, to pray for his Spirit. And I want to do that in uh, two, or one way, uh, and that's a Teze way, which will just uh, enable you to sit and listen. You may want to sing. I just want to read uh, a couple of things that Brother, Brother Roger of Teze has written. This is his take on prayer. In prayer, sorry, I need my glasses. (coughs) So vain. Uh, In prayer, we need to show the Holy Spirit what worries us and what sometimes assails our heart. The human heart is so often haunted by anxiety. We're anxious for ourselves, for others, for those who suffer. Then in prayer, we are offered the gift of surrendering everything to God in a communion with him that brings us close to the invisible. The way of surrender can be sustained by simple songs repeated again and again. When we're working or when we're resting, these songs continue on the heart. Prayer does not distance us from the concerns of the world. On the contrary, Nothing is more responsible than to pray 
The more we live in humble prayer, the more we're led to love and to express it in our lives. And another piece he says, Jesus, our peace, if our lips keep silence, our heart listens to you. And to each one of us you say, surrender yourself in all simplicity to the life of the Holy Spirit, for this, the little bit of faith you have, is enough. To listen to the murmurings of the Holy Spirit within us. So we're going to play a clip. Uh, And this may feel like a long time. It's only just over four minutes. But it may feel like a long time because it repeats. You may want to sing it. If I can remember the words. They'll come up on the screen. But it's Holy Spirit come to us. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Holy Spirit come to us. Oh, Holy Spirit come to us. That's all. So if you remember Holy Spirit come to us, you've got two thirds of the whole thing and it will just repeat sing it to yourself most importantly sing it to God Keith can you master the machine once again
And so we turn to our prayers and Hilary will lead us.